You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Change My Nature is the title of this devotion. You see, this is one of the great and most wonderful gifts that you receive through your union with Jesus, that He not only saves you from the control and dominion of sin in your flesh, that seeks to be your master and control you with the lusts and fears and torments and angers and jealousies and outbursts of wrath and openness to unclean and evil spirits. Evil means angry spirits. And and you embody all these evil spirits and you are yet living under the control of the power of the air. Ephesians 2 talks about because you're dead in your sin. You're not spiritually made alive with Christ. See, Jesus came to save us from that state of spiritual death because of sin. You see, because of the sin of one man, all men die because of him, we learn in Romans chapter 5. But God, Ephesians 2, who's rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even though we were dead in our sin and trespasses, made us alive. To be spiritually dead is the wrath of God living on you. You're living under his wrath. To be made spiritually alive with Jesus Christ is coming out from under his wrath into his favor. And that reconciling by being with reconciliation with God is the work of Christ's life in you, bringing you into fellowship with the Father. And so Jesus not only came to save you from the control and dominion of sin and bring you into communion with the Father in perfect in his perfect righteousness, peace, and joy, but he came to transform your nature. Where you used to have a nature inclined to sin, controlled by sin, cultured by sin, flavored by sin, now you're receiving a divine nature, a heavenly nature. And Jesus came to show us what that nature looks like in a human person. He came from heaven, it says here. John the Baptist says about him in John chapter 3, verse 31, He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. But he who comes from heaven is above all. What he has seen and heard, that he testifies. (coughs) Excuse me. And no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. And he who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. See, you you stay spiritually dead means the wrath of God is abiding on you. But Jesus came to save us from the wrath of God. He came to bring us into fellowship with God as sons and daughters by making us spiritually alive with His life-giving Spirit. So, in Jesus, you can see this life of a divine nature, of a heavenly nature, of a holy nature. 
It says here in John 1, verse 14, the Word, <clears throat> God is the Word, became flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld His glory as the, only, as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, again, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Begotten means the only one come forth from the bosom of the Father, which is what it says here. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him, unveiled Him, brought Him out where He can be seen in flesh and blood. So Jesus came to show us this new nature, this heavenly nature. Oh, listen to this, folks. Listen. He, Jesus, is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the word of His power, when he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing of sin and written of guilt, fully clearing our record, set down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Jesus came to show you the nature that he now through his indwelling life is forming in you. It says in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 and 18, that His Spirit in us sets us free from the nature of sin, and by His Spirit we are being transfigured into His likeness from one degree of His glory to another degree. So in other words, in continual transforming from one manifestation of His glory to a greater, and we're constantly shining brighter and brighter and brighter until that glorious day that we will see Him and be perfected in His likeness in the twinkling of an eye when we see Him and be just like Him. But now, that life of Christ, that nature is being formed in us, and I find this absolutely the best and how I long to be perfected in His likeness daily. You see, it says here in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. We all have received the same faith let me read it this way. All of you have our kind of faith. The faith I speak of is the kind that Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, gives to us. How precious it is. How wonderful. How uh, uh, that just that we have all shared this same spirit of faith that comes through our relationship with Jesus. And then look what he says next. Grace and peace are now being multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, our, and of Jesus our Lord. And His 
as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. God, throughout His Word, begins to minister into us by His Holy Spirit this transformation, this transfiguration, where our nature is changed. Changed my nature. Oh, friends, how I've prayed it and prayed it when the nature that I emanated was myself, self-nature. And how I've said, no, Lord, No, Lord, I want to be dead to this nature. I don't want to know this fallen nature, this nature that is weak when it comes to temptation. And every time I'm tempted, I enter into sin and become sin and and misrepresent you, my ways and behaving and acting. No, Lord, no, Lord, change my nature. And how the Holy Spirit is so happy to open the scriptures to you and show you all the precious promises that now you have become a partaker of the divine nature. So I want to give you seven little thoughts here that he gives that begin to unveil or that is the unveiling of this divine nature in you. The first first thing is the virtue, the divinity or the spirit life that begins to manifest in you. It's the Holy Spirit, you see, that writes the laws of God in your heart and mind so that you want what He wants and knows what He wants. That the Word comes alive inside of you. It just comes to you as living bread, as a, as a light that enlightens and illuminates your inward being and your eyes, and you could see the will of God. You could see it. You know it. And you know this is the will of God, and you believe it, and it happens. Oh, how glorious when you begin to see the will of God. So he says, listen, for this very reason of having become partakers of the divine nature and seeing grace and peace being multiplied through the knowledge of God and Jesus, Give diligence and add to your faith virtue. Virtue is that divine divinity of his nature. Believe, believe, believe. Listen, I couldn't preach without that. I couldn't do these devotions without the virtue. I couldn't do it. I, 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 the ability that you see in me, that you receive these words in these devotions, they're not of myself and I know it more than anybody that the ability for me to share with you comes by the virtue of His Spirit in me, right? So he says, now, the first thing that you want to look for as being a partaker of the divine nature is that by faith in the Father and His Son, you start believing to see this virtue in you, right? The second thing, he says, add to your virtue diligence, right? For this uh, very reason, give all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. Sorry. The second thing is knowledge. Knowledge means a knowing that by the Spirit you know things that you can't know without it. 
you see, the Bible says, what eye has not seen, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, what ear has not heard, nor what has entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him and has revealed unto us what he has freely given us in Christ by his Holy Spirit. That divine virtue gives you that knowing. You know by the Spirit. You know it by the Spirit. No man has taught you this, but my Father who is in heaven, Jesus said in Matthew 16 to Peter, my Father's taught you. The divine virtue has given you the knowing of who I am. So this is the divine nature. You have the virtue. You have the knowing, okay? And then he says, to knowledge give self-control. In other words, now you know this is the will of God. No, I'm not going to think that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to go there. No, no, I won't do it. No, I won't do it. See that self-control. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, as you read in Galatians 5.22, self-control. It is the Holy Spirit putting restraint, listen closely, on your carnal, weak human nature. For me, I have to live in it like a straitjacket. Excuse the example. I, I want to feel the Holy Spirit holding me, restraining me to not yield to my carnal, sinful nature. I live free from the law of sin by the law of life, as it says in Romans 8, verse 2. It is that spirit of Christ's life in me that sets me free. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. Whom the Son sets free, John chapter 8, 31, is free indeed. It is that knowing of His life-giving spirit in me that gives me the power of self-control, that no, I'm not living to please myself. I'm living to please him who loved me and gave himself for me, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 through 16. So now you begin to live in this restraining anointing where your carnal nature, your lower nature is being kept from controlling you and causing you trouble in this self-control, it's marvelous, oh my goodness. And to self-control, perseverance, character. You see, there's this character, Romans 5 talks about, perseverance produces character, and character hope, which cannot make disappoint, cannot disappoint because the love of God is ruling in your heart. You read it in Romans 5. This perseverance, it's not just for a moment that I'm restrained from my carnal nature, just doing whatever the flesh desires. No, there's this perseverance. I live in a day and night, and I need that perfected in me. It's not good enough for me to have it 90% or 95% or 99%. No, I need 100% persevere in this self-control, in this knowing by the divine virtue, by the divine virtue, the divine nature being formed in, in me, changed my nature. And to that perseverance, add godliness. Oh, how good it is that God grants us to become godly, godly. That there is a divinity about our, about our person, about our nature and our character, that people can taste in us and see that the Lord is good, that people can taste in us and see, 
You are not just a mere human being. You are partaker of the divine nature because I could feel and see the presence of the loving Heavenly Father in you. Godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. To godliness did you begin to share this love of the Father with all your brothers and sisters in the Lord. And to brotherly kindness, the epi of divinity, love. God is love. Now, he says, if these things are yours and abound, keep multiplying in you, you will neither, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure and for if you do these things, you will never stumble. And so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, I love Peter. I love Peter. Oh, I love that fisherman and what God was able to make of him when he was so rough and caused so much pressure on the Lord by not persevering and not having self-control and not having these attributes. And yet we can see the marvelous, beautiful work of Christ in Peter, how he became so beautiful. And even when Paul sternly rebuked him in, in, in um, oh, what was that city again? Uh, anyway, he sternly rebuked him. Peter received it and took it. And when you read 2 Peter, you never see Peter complain how, how Paul sternly rebuked him. To me, that is a real sign of divinity when you can receive a stern rebuke and show corresponding action. Now, let us be the people that God, like Peter, can change their nature and be continually by His Spirit in us transformed into His likeness. Amen? Have a good day.